I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. If you are new here, you will find all things fun, hippie, woo-woo, and metaphysical, plus happiness. I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you tuning into the show every week, and I try to bring you the most fabulous guests imaginable. If you are craving more happiness after listening to this podcast, check out BUFindHappy.com, where you'll find all sorts of tangible tools, tips, tricks, and resources to incorporate more happiness in your life. Learn to speak your truth with grace and live a courageous life of authenticity. And remember, if you like this podcast, please click subscribe. Thank you and welcome to the BU Find Happy podcast. We're going to talk so much cool stuff that I know my female listeners are going to love. We're going to talk thirst of the heart. We're going to talk total sexy, healthy. Um, Talk to me a little bit about what you do, how you got into this field so that the listeners can get a really good background on you before we dive into some of these really cool topics. Okay. I, I, uh, the long story is I was born during the second world war, 1942 in, uh, uh, in Poland, which was then part of Germany. And when we were two, I was a refugee kid. We were fleeing from the communists in tanks and trucks and down roads that only had, uh, women with young children, no men, they were all off to war <clears throat> and uh, no military presence on these roads. They were fleeing on in horse drawn hay wagons and the allies were using, were using us for, for target practice. So it was an intense, uh, <laughs> an in- it was an intense early childhood. What a crazy cool and, life. I mean, what a great, how resilient <laughs> are, you must be, you know? Well, well, what happened to me was I, I, I spent my early life very, um, very shy, reading a lot of books because they were safe, because I never felt safe. And uh, and uh, I didn't know what I could trust. And so I was always trying to figure out how things work, because when you know how things work, then you know what you can expect. And so I got into science to figure out that. And then biosciences to figure out how people work or creatures work. And then psychology to figure out how thinking works. <laughs> and then I went into medicine because I wanted to understand how health works. They call it healthcare, but it turns out to be disease management. So that was a huge <laughs> disappointment. Now back into biochemistry and genetics because that's where you study health. When you study normal creatures, you know, normal creatures in normal situations. That's what the study of health is. So I, and then I left university because I still hadn't found what I'm looking for, as the YouTube's, YouTube song says. Um, you know that song, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. What I'm looking for. And then <laughs> I left university and I got into self-knowledge because I really needed to know how I work. But it took me a long time to figure that out. And so, and so that's basically is my background. Everything that I've done since then, I've had my, my shares of um, self-imposed 
disasters for my personal learning uh, <laughs> as a personal learning program. And uh, the question has, and, and I started thinking about deep stuff when I was six years old. There must be, you know, I, I heard people argue when I was six. We were in Germany at the time. And I said, gee, there must be a way that we could live in harmony. And then like a little perky six-year-old who doesn't know how complicated everything is, it just occurred to me, I'm going to find out how. <laughs> and so that's been basically wow. my driver all my life. Well, I mean, it's so beautiful because I know that you talk about, you know, mental health for modern times, which is just mm -hmm. kind of its own beast. You talk about how to find and keep your power and light, no matter how dark, confusing and chaotic the world becomes. And I know that so many people are struggling to find that. And and you didn't even mention that, by the way, you founded flaxseed oil. <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the well, way, uh, yeah. you know, I also um, kind of revolutionized the uh, essential oil industry. <laughs> yeah. um, I got poisoned you... before I got into that. So then I got really serious about health because the doctors didn't have anything for pesticide poisoning. And so I, I went back into the research and dug out the information and got stuck on fats because they're the most sensitive nutrients we have. They need the most care. We give them the least care. And the year after I got poisoned, uh, omega-3s, which is flax oil, is the richest source for it, were established as essential nutrients, which means you've got to bring them in from outside because you can't make them. And these are the, the fundamental building blocks for body construction. Life can't do a, the job of making a body if we don't take responsibility for giving it the building blocks it needs. And they all come from food, water, air, and light. It's so, so true. And we're being poisoned so incredibly by glypho glyphosate and all of these different pesticides yeah. that are being poured onto our food. I mean, and how naive of us to not to not draw the mind body connection to, mm -hmm. you know, these poisons that are on our food and also following the money behind these poisons that are on our food. And then you start to see all of the connections with, hey, if we poison them on the on the on the back end over here, we create a problem. Right. And then, oh, look, we also manage the cancer, you know, research institute and pharmaceutical industry. And then we provide the solution. So we're making money on the back end and we're making money on the front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's it's, a lot of there's a lot of rabbit holes in that that we could go down. It's truly unbelievable. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's really wild. Um, one of the things you talk about, though, is how to live your life as your own guru. I am a full champion of this. Um, and you focus on how to decode the language of your heart and how consciousness is the mm -hmm. key to whole health. And, and like literally I, that just resonates with me so much because I, this is exactly what I preach to my clients in my psychotherapy practice is like quit waiting for someone to solve your problem. Quit waiting uh, for someone to say, oh, I'm so sorry that you've had this. Let me fix this for you and start embracing the fact that you are a sovereign being and that you are in so much control of your life. You have an eight step process that mm -hmm. takes this into consideration. Can you share a little bit about that with the listeners who yeah, are maybe me... in a space of being tired yeah. of uh, being a product of, of the of the of the system, so to speak? Yeah, let me before I do that, let me let me respond to your what you just said you know about the about the self-help guru uh the probably the best kept secret on this planet for the 200,000 years we've been here and the and the 100 billion people who have lived in that time the best kept secret has always been 
that the guru or the master or the savior that you're looking for is already living inside of you and is called life, life energy, whatever you call it. And because it is in your body, life energy, which, by the way, comes from the sun. So we all run on solar energy, mostly. Uh, that, that energy is everywhere present in your body. So in religion, that's called omnipresent. And uh, it, is all, it knows everything about you because it li although it weighs nothing, it runs the entire show from growing your toenails to, you know, patching up your teeth when you get acid on them to digesting your food to building all the internal organs and not only just building them, but maintaining and repairing them for a lifetime, never taking a day off, never going on strike for fair wages, you know, unconditionally loving your body. So if you want a model for unconditional love, you're sitting on it. And uh, and then it's also uh, all powerful because it is all power in your body. So there is your guru. You are sitting on the guru, on the master. It is running your life. And it is actually who you are. Because if I, if I pointed at you and said, hey, whose body is that? Most people would say it's my body. When you say this is my body, then you're saying this is I am not the body. I own the body, but I am not the body. Just like if I showed you my shoe and said, whose shoe is that? You know, I, well, it's my shoe. Well, I'm not the shoe. I'm the owner. So uh, so the and and how I came to that is gradually, um, you know, I'm I'm 70, almost 79 now. Uh, I learned it in pieces, but I was always looking because there was always something missing. When we bring our awareness into the space that our body occupies in that space, we will discover light and sound and feeling and a fullness and a richness and a love that is unbelievably beautiful. And in that space, there is absolutely nothing wrong with anybody, has never ever been anything wrong with everybody and can never be anything wrong with anybody. And that's the essence of our being. And I, we're, I, and we're I love that. Yeah, and we're sitting on it and the whole time, most of our life, we're looking away from it instead of looking into it. Mm. Everything you say, I just, I'm like, I wish I could shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> it, it's like, and even with what's kind of going on in the world right now, it's like, how often do we rely on others to tell us, like you're saying, not yeah. recognizing the essence of our internal body? How many people are wearing a mask today because they were told to? without doing a drop of research or even understanding how their own immune system works or even checking yeah, yeah. in with their own body when yeah. they're wearing the darn thing. Like what happens yeah. to me when I wear this thing? Wow. I actually have a more difficult time breathing. I have a more difficult time thinking clearly. I mean, and I'm not getting into the masturbate. I'm just saying though, this just goes to show how quickly we accept what others tell us to do about our own essence right. and being right. without even checking in with ourselves. And, and I, this is true for more than just our physical bodies. It's true for our emotional health as well. Right. Yeah. Cause we're always looking for an expert. You were looking for an expert on the outside when the expert on, on every, every 
area of our life is living inside. Why aren't so we, true? Why aren't we? Why aren't we asking life? How should you I? You know, <laughs> Carolyn Miss says that when we take a compliment or when we take a, a criticism, it's on the same scale of static, and that by using terms like "we need to take our power back," we don't realize that we had our power all along. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> well, yeah. When yeah, some people we, we used to say in the '60s, you know, when women ask men to give them their freedom. That's an act of slavery. Right. <laughs> right. Because it's not like you, it's like you always had it. It's like you still have it. Everybody has it. Right. We are born as these energetic beings of, of sovereignty. That's, and yeah. it's mind blowing yeah. to me how we've, how we've given so much yeah. of our human rights away to yeah. others, especially our government. Yeah. Well, you know, government is just a, a stand in for mother. <laughs> Wow, that's just <laughs> terrifying. <and true. laughs> I mean, you, you know, so, so you escaped communism. You came up in World War II. You have so much history here. Mm. What is your advice to people today who maybe are starting to see the slippery slope? What is your advice to them? <laughs> Should I be their expert? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, honestly, the expert is, look, if if you spend some time with yourself, just sitting still, shutting off all of your distractions and all your gadgets, and do this every day for five minutes or 10 minutes or half an hour or an hour, and just feel what it feels like to be alive, you will be amazed how incredibly beautiful it is to be a human being alive, no matter what's going on outside of you. And that is and that beauty is not affected by what's going outside. It's and so true. At the level of life and awareness and inspiration, those are completely internal only for you because nobody else can enjoy that inner world of richness in you. Nobody else can, and can enjoy it for you. So if you don't enjoy it, you're wasting the most incredible gift you've been given. That, that would I be love great. that. And You're the wasting the most incredible gift you've been given of your own enjoyment that lives within you that nobody else can feel or tell you how to feel. I just love that. Yeah. Well, that's just how that's just how it is, right? That's how it was made. I didn't make it. I didn't make it, but I came fully loaded into the world. Right? I'll tell you, I'm learning. I'm learning to fly. I'm getting my pilot's license right now. I'm oh, cool. learning in a, I think it's a 1949 Piper Supercruiser. It's a uh, tailwheel with a joystick. It's so fun. It's so fun. But when I'm up there and it's tandem, so my flight instructor is behind me yeah. uh, and I'm just alone with the world. I mean, he's there, fortunately. So if I do something stupid, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I feel, oh man, I just feel so much full of life, full of energy so much keen insight and awareness and perception to the world. And, uh, you know, I actually had to shut off my Instagram. My, my listeners know I, I have this, I have this uh, Jupiter expansion in my sun sign and I, and they, I, and I have this Saturn in my ascending sign, uh, you know, and in my moon sign of, of constriction. And so I'm either all in or I'm all out. And when I'm doing this pilot's license, I had to shut off my Instagram because I can't handle the noise 
of what everybody else is telling me that I should feel or should experience or, oh, did you know that this awful thing is happening right now? So I just shut it off. Yeah. And it's amazing how much I can be more in the present and more in the moment and how much I don't know about the virus or about this or that or the vaccines or any of it. Like I can totally disconnect from it and my world becomes my reality. And it's so amazing. Right. Yes. You know, when I, I sit in my living room and like during lockdown, I sat in my living room and I, I'm, I, I love watching news. It's, 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 I find it really interesting, but it doesn't disturb me because I get I get that it's just being tubed in. And if I get if it's, it gets too noisy, you know, I'll, I'll just turn off the television and then I'll sit there and do nothing. And say, oh, my God, my whole place is so entirely filled with peace. It's wow. every peace. Peace has always been everywhere, but only peace in us knows that. So if we can't see the peace everywhere. It's because we're not looking, peace in us is not doing the looking. And so I sit there and in my room, I say, oh my God, it is unbelievably peaceful here. Mm. And on the battlefield, there's peace everywhere. But the focus is not on peace. The focus is on, you know, an idea in the head. You're my enemy, I'm going to kill you. And the other guy saying, you're my enemy, I'm going to kill you. And they're doing it because peace is within those people, between those people, around those people, above them, below them, everywhere. So this crazy war killing thing unfolds on a foundation of complete, utter peace. If we were lived in that peace, aware of that peace, you know, we would be seeing that peace everywhere. But if we lived in anger, we'd be seeing enemies everywhere. And if we lived in fear, we'd be seeing danger everywhere. So what? You, so the state of being that you uh, embody, and you have choices because there's thousands of states of being. The state of being that you embody informs your perception it actually creates your perception and it creates how you respond to the world and by creating how you respond to the world creates your world so if you see something on the on the planet that you don't like then change your state of being because then you'll see it different and you will create it different that is so true. I mean, how many times do you show up to something with your state of mind in an angry space and then you just create more of that because yeah. that's what you're looking for. That's what you're yeah. trying to experience based yeah, on what you brought. And that's how we've created our environmental problems. And that's how we've created our political problems. And that's how we create our relationship problems. And that's also to a, quite an extent how we create our health problems. It's so true. I, I don't feel well rather than saying, you know, my stomach maybe doesn't feel 100 percent today, but gosh, my arms sure feel alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or the way I do it. And now I'll get into the eight parts. Right. 
there are five of the parts of, you know, the eight key parts designed by nature. There, five of them are internal and three of them are external. So the first one is awareness. Awareness is where the peace lives, just awareness. And being, becoming aware of awareness, awareness or focused on awareness, you discover total peace and it's completely internal. And it doesn't change when the, your externals change. Your, your focus might change, but so then you stop focusing on peace and you focus on, on the change. But the peace is still there and it's not changed. And peace is formless and indestructible beyond life and death and is the foundation of your being as well as the foundation of the universe. And you can experience that. So that's the, the, the foundation. The second one is life energy. We talked about that a little bit. The energy that keeps you alive. Also formless and indestructible. Also not affected by change. And then the third one, the shine out of life energy into the world is what I call it. I call it inspired creativity. But it's also originality and genius and design and 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 creativeness. Yeah, well, I already said that. So that's number three. And each one of those plays a role in health and plays a role in well-being and plays a role in how life is for you or how it is for you. And then we get to the body. Now we're talking about food and fitness and we're talking about digestion, which is a big, big, big thing on physical health. And then we're talking about toxicity and detox and rest and sleep. Those are pretty much the physical parts. Physical obviously has form, so it will lose its form. So the body can get sick, even though your life cannot get sick. So when you're sick physically, you know, then, you know, you say what I say now, I say, I'm not sick, just my body is. Right, because the body is subject to that, but I'm not because I am life, I am that energy, I am that solar energy or a spark of that solar energy. And that's number, so that's number four. Then number five is, I call it survival smarts. And that's to do with pro protective functions, protecting the body for the time. You know, I mean, it, you can't live for protection of the body because that, that's gonna fail. So one day your body will check out, that's a, that's a given. The question isn't so much of what's of that. The question is, in the time you have with this incredible gift you were given, what do you need to do or be to get the most out of it? And that's exactly what I say. And, you know, I recently posted on my social media that, you know, living in fear of dying is not living at all. It's it's right. it's waiting to die. Right. <laughs> we need right. to live knowing that we are going to die but right. that we have a small window to make the most of this experience. Right. And the truth is, and the truth is that something in you does not die. And and you know that when you when you spend enough time present with yourself that you realize what you're going into. You you're actually going through the same process as a person will go through when they die, which goes like this. Your senses that are plastered all over the, the outside world, they your awareness you know, separates from the world, what I call the world of surfaces of things. And then 
it falls back to yourself. Then it goes to your mind where all of your concepts and your symbols are. And then it falls into your body, which is your physical being. And then it falls into your, into your life. And then it falls into awareness. And that's the reverse process of how you came into the world and and the separation the separation of life and body that's what we call death well and and just to kind of touch on what you're saying i mean the more time that i spend listening and experiencing mm-hmm. within the mm-hmm. messages become so much louder and clearer and then for example i was meditating the other day and right prior a friend had asked me to do something with her i said well give me a couple of days i want to you know i'll check in with you the day before i really want to see how the week plays out or whatever and i went and i meditated and the message in my meditation was so clear that i needed to go do this thing with my friend and so i came out of my meditation and i said i'll be there and then i went to this thing with her and the message that i received while i was there was the exact one that i was seeking that i needed and i knew right then not only are there very, you know, greater forces at play in my life, but that yeah. when I silence myself enough to hear them, I am so divinely yeah. guided and directed with yeah. what I need. Yeah. And I think we've shut that down. I think we really don't spend the amount of time that we need listening because yeah. we are beyond the physical body. We are beyond this existence in this small time and it all plays together. We need, we right. need to, to, to draw this connection and start tapping into our intuition and listening. And I think that especially plays into when you're talking about, you know, the physical body and fear and this and that it's like, listen to yourself. What does yourself say? And, and you'll know, do I really need to be afraid? Maybe I do right now. Maybe I don't, maybe (laughs) I'm creating this or allowing other people to create this for me. Yeah. Yeah. And because most of our fear is, is based on, concepts we've created i mean we don't have a lot we don't have a lot of bears chasing us these days no and you know when i was in a car accident a couple of years ago um it was crazy that when it came time for my body to be in survival mode it Mm -hmm. knew and did exactly what it was supposed to do yeah I didn't need to worry about it because i was within it yeah there was no no cognitive process you know Right. And the deeper that I go into the silence, the more present I become to both my inner and my outer world. And then flowing through, you know, that's why they say first find yourself and then everything will become easier. You know, that's a that's a religion quote, right? First seek the the kingdom and the kingdom is within you. And then everything else will fall into place. Everything else will be added to you. It's like what they say, right? Well, it's funny. The more I tap into these religions and different concepts of of what you're you're describing there, really, all this language is still describing a source within, a self within. Yeah, because they were all the masters were teachers of human nature. And you can't be a teacher of human nature if you're not fully present in yours. And they taught and they taught people, they made possible they taught people what they had learned and they taught them little methods for quieting down their their distractions and you know so if you if you want to follow a guru right then maybe you can get some hints because this person is taking seriously well you've only dabbled with it but they the 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 good teachers always make it clear that i can do some coaching but your it's your journey 
and you need to be responsible for your progress in in your journey into yourself. And it's and to a large extent, it's experimental because I can't go into your into your being with my hands or my or some something and stir stuff up there. You, to, you know, and, and this is exactly what I tell my clients. I say, I can't do this for you. I yeah. can't make this decision for you. And, and and I also encourage them to stop living within a victim mindset and yeah. stop taking control and, and start taking control of of yeah. their sovereignty and what they yeah. can decide for themselves in their lives. And often when they'll say this person's doing this or, you know, when he does this or she does this, I feel this. I say, you need to stop with that narrative right there. You're doing this to yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I was gonna say something and I completely forgot. Because <laughs> I totally interrupted you. <laughs> um, no, because um, what you're saying is totally totally true. So, you know, so so I I still believe in learning. You know, um, uh, by the way, Einstein was was you know pretty much agreed with what you just said. He, I, I, one of the things he said one time, he says, you know, 99 times I think and think and think and I get nothing. And then one day I relax and a float in silence and the answer comes to me. <laughs> so true. And what you were talking about, by the way, is you were saying it's experiential to a certain extent. I can't reach inside of you yeah, and, yeah. and change you. And you were talking about that as it pertains to like getting coaching from a guru. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and and the best I think somebody can do if they're a mentor or a coach or a guru or whatever you call that, a teacher, you know, they say they maybe maybe they say, well, see what happens if you do such and such, and then it's your learning, and if you do it, if you do it, you'll find out what happens when you do that. What happens for you might not even be the same as what happens for the teacher, and half the time the teachers are blatting away. And they have no idea what lands <laughs> because, you know, how, how, how would you know? You know, I've had teachers where things have happened to me that were profound, but the teacher never knew. They just created the space and I went into that space and then whatever needed to happen in my life happened. Oh, I and love that idea. I love that idea that they can create the space to allow whatever needs to happen in your life to unfold. I really love that. Yeah, that's what the good ones do. Udo, this has just been the greatest conversation <laughs> ever. And I know yeah. that we had rescheduled a time or two, and then we had a, a little discombobulation this morning. And I'm just so yeah. grateful that I got to spend this time with you and talk about these things because they truly, I, I mean, your insight and your wisdom is so profound. So thank you so much for carving out some time to be here with us today. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do Thirst of the Heart next time. I, I would love I would love just, to have you back on because I know we just scraped the surface and, and yeah, whenever yeah. I have a guest like you, I, I receive all these messages and people say it wasn't long enough and they're really seeking. So I really hope oh. that um that we can work with uh, your team to get you back on. OK, yeah. Thirst of the heart. Just to just to do a hook here. Thirst of the heart is the greatest gift we've been given other than being alive. So that was, that's worth unpacking. Oh, and and not only that, but I mean, we didn't even get into how people can connect with you yet um, to sign up for some of this stuff. So can you just share with them really quickly? And of course, we always put links in the show notes. But but is there something that they can just kind of connect with? Can you share a website? 
Yeah, I have a couple of websites. One is about the products that I developed, uh, basically health products, um, oils, enzymes, probiotics. And that website is udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S choice.com. And then I have another one that is more about educational stuff, and that's called uh, theudo.com, T-H-E-U-D-O. Udo.com. And and folks, reach out to me. Let me know what you'd love to hear more of from Udo after you visited his website, because he is a wealth of information and knowledge and just what a great being to have on this podcast. So thank you, Udo, again. And I look forward to having you back on the BU Find Happy podcast. Michaela, just remember, it takes one to know one. That made my day. Thank you. And we will chat so soon. All right. Thank you. That was that was fun. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.